What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, divorce coach, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the show. This is episode 88. This episode is going to be focused on my coaching program, Forged by Fire. It's going to be focused on, in particular, week one of my program. Now, before you turn this off because you have no interest in my program, I'm going to ask you to stay tuned because I'm going to cover a few things that are still going to be helpful to you. There's a reason I chose this particular theme or topic for week one because uh, it's very important. I myself used narrative therapy, and that's sort of what this is based around, but it's also tied into journaling. And as you know, I like information and facts and data. So I went looking to get some information that I can talk about to reinforce why I think journaling in particular is really, really important. So I went to the website and I just did a Google search and I found a website called holstee.com, H-O-L-S-T-E-E.com. It seems like a sort of a self-help type of uh, website. I don't know all of the details, honestly, didn't dive in too much to the website itself, but they had an article on why, I forget what it was called, but essentially why journaling is good for mental health. And they had, I think, five different benefits. I'm only going to cover two of those because I think they're relevant to this particular topic and and to my program. So benefit one, journaling for mental health. Uh, It says journaling can reduce depression and anxiety symptoms. And I'll read you what they wrote about that. It says numerous studies, and it has a link to those studies, have shown that journaling can reduce overall levels of depression. 2006 study by a couple of folks, there's like four different names in there, and I'll probably butcher them, so I'm not going to bother, showed that writing in a journal can be as effective as cognitive behavioral therapy when it comes to reducing the risk of depression in young adults. I I know most of us aren't young adults, but I, I still think it applies. Studies have also shown that journaling can reduce the frequency of intrusive, depressive thoughts, help college students who are vulnerable t- to depression, and reduce overall levels of depression in those diagnosed with a major d- depressive disorder. There are also benefits of journaling for anxiety symptoms. One study, and again, it gives some names here, and I will definitely butcher those, found that the simple act of journaling reduced anxiety in women who were suffering from multiple sclerosis. Another study found that journaling can help students effectively manage stress and anxiety, as well as improve overall classroom engagement. So I think, yeah, some of these things have nothing to do with us. We're not young adults. We're not in school. Well, maybe some of us might be, uh, we don't have multiple sclerosis, although, uh, again, some of us might be, and more than likely you're not a woman if you're listening to this. So, okay, those those things don't necessarily apply, but I think I could probably find other studies and keep reading, and I, and I will, where it, it will apply to us. But I think you're seeing a theme here. People with issues are seeing benefit from journaling. And I'm pretty fucking sure all of us here that are involved in dealing with this nonsense have some fucking issues. So uh, it, it says, how does journaling help depression and anxiety? Both depression and anxiety are often accompanied by negative thoughts. I've talked about that uh, more than once. Journaling allows you to get these thoughts down on paper, process them in a more analytical non-emotional way and then respond appropriately to them this is and i think there's more information on this this is so similar to get out of your head get into your body you're soothing your mind in a way to allow it to get to the rational part of it 
you understand what I'm saying? So it reduces stress. It allows you to get out of fight or flight, freeze or fawn, and allow you to be in your analytical thinking brain and, and be able to think about these things rationally. So this is just another step in that process. If you're not journaling, do it. Uh, and it says, uh, James Panabaker, he's a social psychologist and researcher, puts it this way. Emotional upheavals touch every part of our lives. You don't just lose a job. You don't just get divorced. <laughs> I didn't even know this quote was in here, to be honest with you. These things, after all, these things affect all aspects of who we are. Oh, ain't that the fucking truth? Our financial situation, our relationships with others, our views of ourselves. Writing helps us focus and organize the experience. Instead, instead of simply letting negative thoughts run rampant in your mind, journaling for anxiety allows you to engage with your thoughts and determine whether they're true or false. Fuck yeah. So again, journal. Uh, on to the next one. This is benefit number four. Again, I didn't, I didn't pull all these. Journaling about trauma. And we've already established on this podcast and anything that I do that divorce is a fucking trauma. Journaling can help with recovery from traumatic events. That's benefit number four. It has also been shown that journaling can help a person recover more quickly from traumatic events. Writing things down allows you to process what has occurred and see the good side of life, even when things are difficult. Journaling also allows you to directly confront the things you've experienced instead of avoiding them, fucking bingo, and not taking the time to process them. This is what happens when we date, drink, uh, become workaholics, all of those things that we do to avoid and we journal, we can't avoid it because it's up here and it's going to come out. Uh, to further that, let's uh, talk about uh, a 2002 study by researchers, some other fucking names, also found that journaling can speed the recovery of those who are struggling with various psychiatric conditions. Psychiatric conditions are often accompanied by repetitive, intrusive thoughts. Well, we all fucking can relate to that one. That can be difficult to process. Journaling allows you to get those thoughts down on paper, process them effectively, and finally dispatch with them. Again, fuck yeah. I, what more can I say? I, I did pull one more slice of data from psychcentral.com. And it said in a 2013 study, which it has a link to, Involving 40 people living with major depressive disorder, participants were asked to write about an emotional event or non-emotional daily events. They performed this writing repeatedly over several days. Emotional writing significantly decreased symptoms of depression, while the more mundane writing didn't. This suggests that if you want to start journaling to improve your mental health, you'll likely have more benefits when focusing on deeper feelings and thoughts rather than recording your daily experiences like a traditional diary. Keeping a gratitude journal is another specific approach that can help depression. I don't do a gratitude journal. I do try to be grateful at certain times. It is, I don't know if it's a daily practice, but I definitely try to find things to be grateful for, for sure. Uh, and we're doing it in the group, Thankful Thursday. That is definitely, uh, it causes me to think of things that I am thankful and thus grateful for. It also says here, research in 2021, again, there's a link, suggests that making a conscious effort to practice gratitude can have a positive effect on mental health and can help counteract the negative thought patterns that depression creates. This goes back to the episode with the neuroscientists. We have these ingrained ways of responding to things, these circuits that are, uh, yeah, I guess ingrained in our head. They're our default. And if we can 
as he said, do something different, do anything different than you normally do, it can create new pathways. So that, again, reinforces that we need to do things differently. We need to try things. We need to, we can't just sit around and hope that things get better. And we can't go through the motions either. Sometimes I, I see this in the group where a guy's like, well, I've been going to the gym and it's it's not working. Well, it, one, going to the gym isn't a cure-all. It's just a part and a piece. And two, how long have you been doing it? A week? A month? It, this, there's no quick fix. I've said this many times. Even my program, my program can't fix you. It will give you tools to help you navigate this, and you will come out of it better. I can promise you that. You'll have more tools. You'll be more aware, and you'll have processed some of the shit that you're avoiding. But it's not going to fix you, whatever the fuck that even means. Uh, another little tidbit in here, it says uh, people living with PTSD or trauma-related symptoms usually benefit from processing the traumatic event. Bingo. Psychotherapy is the most effective way to do this, but journaling may be an effective self-help technique for some. And it quotes a research paper from 2015. Well, it doesn't quote it. Sorry, it links it. I don't know what uh, that, yeah, there's a link. If you go to Psych Central and just search journaling on there, I'm sure this article will come up. And then, oh, it's okay. So it says a 2015 research paper explains that consistent expressive writing may help reduce PTSD symptoms. It also suggests that writing at length about a traumatic or stressful event can help manage PTSD symptoms. Because expressive writing usually involves recounting a traumatic experience, it can be a triggering activity. So it's important that you take care of yourself. Yeah, no shit. And also says, make sure you're under the care of a mental health professional. I couldn't recommend that one enough. Uh, if you're not in therapy, as MC said, get the to therapy. So do that. But let's talk about my program and what week one is. Week one is called Rewriting Your Story. And it's centered around, speaking of MC, it's centered around narrative therapy. As you guys know, I threw the kitchen sink at this problem. I spent a lot of money on life coaches, programs, therapists, books, you name it, I think I tried it. Um, there's probably some stuff I, I didn't get around to, but um, I, I still may. So it, it, one of the things that I did was was narrative therapy. That was uh, with Dr. MC McDonald. I did four or six weeks, I don't remember, with her. It wasn't around the divorce. It was around some childhood stuff, but it was super effective. For to, It allowed me to see this particular thing differently. It allowed me to process it differently. It allowed me to take the pressure off myself and quit beating myself up and quit blaming myself. So what narrative therapy is, at least the way that I uh, experienced it and, and thus teach it, is I wrote my story. How did I feel about this particular incident? And let's apply this obviously to your divorce. How do you feel about your divorce? Do you, and you're gonna, when you start writing these things, it becomes very clear about how you feel. And if it's incredibly negative, and it probably will be, then there's your first clue that that's a problem because you can't move forward if you think you're the, the problem, if you're the reason. You'll never you'll never be able to move forward because you'll never forgive yourself. And that is a part of this too. Uh, obviously, forgiveness on the other side is important as well, but there's a lot of us, me included, especially in the beginning, uh, that blamed myself. And so you write that story as brutally honest as you can make it about how you failed and you fucked up and you pushed her away or you 
didn't give her attention or you were too mad or you worked too much or whatever, whatever the thing is that you think is your fault, you write that down and then you step back and you rewrite it, but from a place of sort of neutrality. So, okay, for instance, you, you think that part of the reason she left is because you worked too much. You can take a step back and say a couple of things. One, I, I worked a lot because I was trying to provide for my family. And two, I didn't know that all that work was negatively affecting her. If that's the case, it might not be for you. But that's the gist of the exercise is sort of take a step back and just try and get a neutral view. I always say, see things the way that you see them for others. So if your friend came to you and he said, I fucked up my marriage. I, I work too much. Is he going to say, yeah, man, you really did. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, he's not going to say that. He's going to say, well, look, bro, you were trying to provide for your family. And by the way, did she tell you that she was bothered by all this? And there's also nuance to that. You know, it's possible you never held space for her to say these things. But she didn't, period. So is that 100% on you? If someone has an issue and they don't express it, it's not 100% on you. So that's the purpose of the exercise is just, just take a step back. And then when you write it, and make it as long as you want, but then boil it down too. Because here's the thing that's also equally important, I think. Once we sort of see this story, and that's narrative therapy, it's your story. Once you see it from a neutral perspective, then you want to boil it down and make it simplistic. So in other words, you if you say... The, the sort of neutral view is, well, I was trying to provide for my family and this is all that I could you know do. This is the best job I could get and required long hours and I was doing my best. You don't have to say all that. Make it simplistic. I was doing what I needed to do for my family. I worked long hours because I was doing what I needed to do for my family. You don't have to go into all that other stuff because you don't need that detail. You need the theme of it. If you have the theme, then you can, it's something you can grab onto and hang onto. So instead of when you think about, oh man, I, I worked too much. I avoided my family. That's why she left me. You can say, nope. I worked a lot because that's what I thought was best for my family. Period. You don't have to make it complicated. The more complicated it is, the harder it's going to be to cement in your brain. The harder it is going to be change that story. Right now, your story is, I work too much. I'm a fuck up. It's my fault. To I did was doing. I worked by. I worked a lot because that's what I thought I needed to do for my family. And that's easier to hang on to and easier to start believing if it's just a simple theme, essentially. And that can be a larger theme of I was doing my best. I I worked with the tools that I had. So this this practice for me personally was incredibly, incredibly helpful. I, and you don't need to sign up for my program, although I highly recommend it. But you can do, so so you can do this on your own. You can write your story and then rewrite it and then simplify it and then rewrite it. And for I would say a good week, rewrite the sim simplified version of your story every single day. More if you want, if you want to do it twice a day. You should be journaling any, anyway. This data research backs all of that up. So it, it it should be a part of your repertoire anyway. You should be writing. So now throw this piece in there. And you can do gratitude. I don't do gratitude journaling, but I do try and 
as I said, try and find things to be thankful for, especially every Thursday. But you definitely should be journaling just what what are you going through? How are you feeling? We're never going to get rid of these feelings if we don't do some, something with them. And there are two ways to do something with them. One is to feel them in your body. And two is to write it out in order to process it in a way it allows you to, as it said in there, I think I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, allow you to release it. And another small piece that is I'll cover in another episode in these series is writing shit down and then burning it. Now, I, I want to say, please don't burn your house down. Please don't burn your apartment down. Please don't catch anything on fire except for a piece of paper. But once you, this is just my, this this is covered. We do this in a in week six of my program, I think it is, where we get rid of old uh, anchors is what I call them. It came from the Alpha Code. It's things that are holding you back into the past. And, and one good way to release some of those things is to write it down and then burn it. So once you write your first story, at some point, go burn it. Be very mindful of what you're doing, that you're getting rid of that story, that you're getting rid of that's how you see it. And there is something, I don't know what it is, but for me personally, there's something additionally therapeutic to burning something. I'm not a pyromaniac, I promise, but there is something about taking something that used to be meaningful and watching it go up in flames. I personally burned my wedding photo or one of my wedding photos. So it was a big canvas print photo and it was very cathartic. So once you write your story, write it on a separate piece, something you can rip out, give it, give it some time, allow you to start believing your new story, embodying your new story, and then burn your old one. That's it. I think that's all I got for this one. It's uh, going to be a, a shorter versions, and I don't know how often I'm going to do them. I do have some other episodes that are recorded with some other folks, and I will get them out. But I really felt like I wanted to get this out here because, yes, it's it's a in some ways not in some ways it is an advertisement for my program. But there's a reason I chose the things I chose, and narrative therapy was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly helpful to me and that's why i made it almost the foundation of the program and why i think even if you don't like i said even if you don't join the program use narrative therapy and certainly if you're not journaling do that so that's it that's all i got i hope you all are well if you are not please reach out go to my website rising phoenix divorce coach you'll find links to our discord server you'll find links to a list of local groups and of course, you'll find links to the podcast. You'll also find if you go to divorce-mens-network.com slash crisis, you'll find information about crisis support. If you are in crisis, please reach out, hit that website, jump into the Discord, call somebody. Just don't isolate, please. That's it. That's all I got. Take care. Much love. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Since my separation in July of 2019, I have done an incredible amount of work on myself. I've had many different therapists, life coaches, and went through different programs. I've taken all that I've learned and put it into my own program called Forged by Fire. If you are interested in having me help you navigate your divorce, please hit my website, risingphoenixdivorcecoach.com.
I look forward to working with you.